DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. The Utes getting ready to play Colorado with a win. They clinched the South, an eighth straight conference victory. That's a heck of a string to put together. Oh, yeah. That's How really long will sweet. it be before they win eight in a row? Eight in a row? Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, I, yeah, I don't know, man. That, uh, you, can't, you can't expect that. This has been the dream. This has been the, what they've been working for. And it started when Anai and Fotu and Blackman and Zach, they all decided to come back. And so many times, like you look at Herbert, he could have gone to the draft this year, right? But he wants to come back. You know, his brother's a freshman tight end, want to play with his brother and all that. And it sounds good to come back. And it doesn't turn out. Now, not that they, if they go 10-2, and two, that's not a bad season by any stretch. But it's not the dream. It's not the ultimate goal. And the Utes... I'm going to consider tomorrow a formality. Kyle would kick me in the groin. I understand that. But I'm going to consider tomorrow a formality. Every time you say it, it's another kick. So yeah. That's twice now. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a formality. It's a formality. It's a formality. And yeah. then, bam, bam, bam. And, and then You're tomorrow. now in the fetal position crying. Oh, once he approached me, I would drop. <laughs> he wouldn't even have to make contact if I saw that look in his eye. And I've seen that look in his eye a few times. And uh, that's something that I don't want to be a part of. He's just a little bit tougher than I am. And then next week, the dream season, the dream has the chance to be fulfilled. And I don't even care if they don't go to the playoff. I'm going to stick by that. I am going to be the staunchest defender if they don't go to the playoff and they're 12-1, and one, that they've had a phenomenal season that deserves all sorts and of that, celebration. That is the essence of the blowback, I think, that we're taking. In what way? What do because you we don't love the Utes or think they're good enough or, you know, if you say, well. Which is all BS. I know. Yeah. I know it is. Yeah. But if you say, there's three things you can't say. You can't say they should have beaten USC. Although if they beat USC, they'd be in the playoff. Mm-hmm. You can't say that they should have scheduled a tougher non-conference schedule. That may or may not come back to bite them. But they're really good. There's a really good chance they could have scheduled a tougher team and beaten them. And they'd be in an even better spot now. Mm-hmm. And. You can't say it's great to be in Pasadena because that's condescending, patting them on the head, sending them to their corner. Not in my, not in my mind. I, I get that. <laughs> this is a vote. It's not a competition. It's a freaking vote. Somebody decides. You don't decide. And Kyle has been. R.C. Slocum decides. Kyle 100% buys this and has been selling it to the team. I talked to two players about this. One was Bradley and I. I'm trying to think who the other one was. I think it was an offensive player. It might have been Moss. But anyway, whoever it was. Um, and, And he was selling this like a month ago before they beat Washington. The goal was to win the Pac-12. He never went beyond that, and you don't get into the whole, do you go here or do you go there? Because you don't control that. But you control winning the yeah, Pac-12. Yeah, I wouldn't feel the least bit of disappointment. Not the least bit of disappointment. If you go 13-1, and one, you're right there with anybody. I don't care who it is for the 2019 season. And that's college football. We've never, ever had a true playoff. Ever. So you can go back to the beginning of time, and obviously 1984 is included in there, and you can go on and on. That's the great debate of college football. And this year would be no different. 
you would have just as much claim as anybody else. Somebody votes you. I'm not interested. in. If you get in, great. But if you don't and you win the next three ball games, you had an incredible season that is one that from 20 years and what was this, 2019 and 2039, they're going to bring the guys back, trot them out there on the field. Oh, and, that's and, a given. Yeah. yeah. And, and given. the play should go wild. We'll be talking about it the following Monday on the radio in 2039 and on and on. So no, no reason to have anything but the utmost joy in your football team if that comes to pass. There's still things to be done. As far as that goes. But tomorrow night, Kyle's talked about it. Get your butts in the seat early so they can have the senior night. Don't be arriving late. Get your tailgating done and all that stuff. And give them a big round of applause. It'll be the best senior night they've ever had. And then with that, because you got so many guys that have been so integral to this football team. And then sit back and enjoy the at minimum, it's going to be a relative beatdown. It might be a big time beatdown, but it'll be a rel- It'll be no stress. You haven't had stress since we had a little bit in the Washington game, and and, that, and sure enough, oh yeah, down, that was stress. But but early, yeah, well, it was fourteen to three. But, but the stress. <laughs> if you're gonna have stress, stress early is not the same as stress late. They still trailed in the third quarter, but that's. I know, but, but they, see, they, they, is, went, they went in down but you're one not, point at halftime. But, but so you're, I know, but you're that, not. A, that, you're that's not, a, not stress. You're not a fan, though. There's no such thing as stress when you're down one point in a third quarter. Stress is five minutes to go. Are you winning? Are you losing? You got to get yes. the ball back. They need to stop. Blah blah blah. There, it's been relative. It's been totally stress free except for one game in which it was somewhat stressed. Stress. Yeah, well, SC was stressed. I got it. That. Hasn't not only has it not been stressed, it hasn't been competitive. No, they are overwhelming, team after team after team. This is a true story. I write up a column and we put it on twelve eighty the zone, and Hatch does it for me and puts it out on there, and uh, we post it, and I send it to him, and and Hatch can vouch for this. I I send it to him in the middle of the fourth quarter, and say just put in the final <laughs> score. <laughs> yeah. and another secret. I write the thing two days before. <laughs> How can you write something about a game 48 hours before it happens? Because nobody cares about the individual game. It's the big the picture, picture that we're looking at. Out. So I play the big picture. And then I usually write about 650 words, which is about a 20, 20 to 22-inch 20 column in a newspaper to give you an idea. So I write 500 of the words already done then i put in a little bit okay what happened during the day as far as the sec or in this case last week oregon losing oregon losing to yeah, ASU, right because right. they lost while the utes were still Oklahoma, playing Oklahoma, baylor that kind of yeah. stuff. yeah and then i put in a little bit about the game but what are you writing about the game for they kicked the crap out of another <laughs> team i mean nobody cares about that we already saw it game stories are the way of the dinosaur you already have seen it you listen to the coach's interview 
interviews. You can hear them. We play it on air because I'm down there getting the sound unless I screw it up, which I've done a time or two. <laughs> and then I ship it over and Hans plays it with Frank on the postgame show. You can hear it all in their entirety on there. So you got that going for you. And so the game story is really, it's a relic now. There's no need to do it. You need to go bigger picture. So we'll have all that and then celebrate the fact. I think the big thing in the South Division this year is that you will have won it consecutive years. So you've garnered yourself some separation. They'll go 8-1. and one. And I looked it up the other day. I think I need to double check it. I think there's only been one South team who went 8-1. and one. I need to double check that. Was that but your Devils? The Devils went 8-1. and one. I think you're right. Yeah. I think Arizona was 7-2. and two. Right. Uh, right. USC, I think, went 8-1 and one the year they weren't eligible. Okay, but that didn't count. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's why I didn't count that. It's yeah. still it's how hard it is to do. Yeah. And you will have gone 8-1. and one. The Devils went 8-1, and one, and then they got worked by Stanford in the uh, title game that year, a few years back. But you'll have, you'll have separated yourself from all the other schools. You win it two years in a row. Yeah, that's, baby. That's that's the as far as winning the South, that's the notable notable accomplishment is winning it two years in a row. So gonna celebrate after winning the South for the second straight year, or it's all about the conference title, save all the confetti. I that. expect that I will hear we are the champions played by Queen for the second consecutive time. Or not consecutive, but for the second time this season. Because down at BYU, they played it over the loudspeaker after they beat SC. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, Pesley says, whoa, on this discussion, let's just beat Colorado, guys. They're going to beat Colorado. Well, we're talking about that's yeah. what we're saying. What will you do tomorrow night? The kid, Jay Fox, says it's worth a celebration, man. It's the first of the goals met. And next Friday in Santa Clara, we will celebrate goal number two. Uh, who, who had that? The kid. The Jay kid? Fox. Jay Fox? I agree. We are the champions. I what? I agree. What? Oh, I thought you said I agree. I what? Nothing. Go ahead. You agree. <laughs> I agree with Jay Fox. I agree with what the kid is saying. Rob says, I think the goalposts has moved beyond just winning the South. The conference title is a new goal. Then that'll give the committee the opportunity to select this fine football team for the college football playoff. And Alabama needs to freaking lose to Auburn. <laughs> I don't think they do. I think you'll be okay with Alabama as long as you take, your, take care of your business. I think Alabama is the third biggest threat. Oklahoma and Georgia are bigger threats. That's my own opinion. I mean, that's, that's the way I see it. So I don't. I just don't see Alabama unless they just demolish Auburn with this backup quarterback, and it's just overwhelming. And and the great thing about it, I, I will love to see in the in the next week Saban have to grovel to get in. <laughs> he will. Yeah. And his minions will grovel for him. Uh, fine. Bone. There will be team yeah. groveling. Yeah. I watched. I turned on the SEC and network it, the other day just to see Fine Bond oh, yeah. in the town on that stuff. Yeah, and uh, Gary Danielson on the broadcast will do it too. Good. Let him. Let him beg. Yeah. There's nothing better to see somebody beg. In my opinion, this team should be it. at your feet. Yeah, and I, I think the Utes. I think the Utes will get in over Alabama. I know the Alabama's ahead of them right now. I understand all that, but I think they're in a better position than Alabama is. Yes. But the built-in SEC bias, we've seen two but SEC teams in before. you're already going to get one in. Nah, I think you, I, I think we've I'm, seen Bama in. I'd be worried did, about Georgia, not when they Alabama. they didn't win it before. 
I, I, I get it. I get it. I understand all those things. But the committee says the 13th data point. They punished Baylor and TCU, who had one-loss teams, when the Big 12 didn't have a title game, and they punished him for not having that 13th data point. And that 13th game for the Utes will be so big because it'll be Oregon. They'll still be ranked. I guess on the list of games that we should say, you know, follow this weekend and check out, you know, you need to make sure Oregon beats Oregon State. I think they will, but that would – That would be a blow. That would, that would be a problem if they did lose it. I don't think they will. Oh, have Oregon come into that game on a two-game losing streak? Yeah, with three losses. Then really... they'll spin it while we clinched too early and yeah. we, we got fat and happy. So you already know that spin. Uh, yeah, as much as it pains me, I'll be rooting for the Knights tomorrow. Curtis, I think Curtis hits on an important point. He says two South championships in a row is still amazing and will help the program going forward. Recruiting should see a boost as well. Get that win, Utah. So you and I were talking in a commercial break, and I asked you, um, we were looking, and I don't know why, but I was looking at the list of the top high school recruits in Utah and where they were going. And and four, you're a nerd. Thank you. And four of the top seven are committing to the U. Now, it's verbal. They haven't signed yet, so stuff can change. But right now, it looks like four of the top seven. Less than a month seven. out. Yeah. Four of the top seven to the U. Mm-hmm. A fifth one to the U, Mason Falslev, but to play basketball. And then one to Oregon and one to Texas. Uh, Oregon, Noah Sewell, uh, you know, just helped them. Orm won the title, and he announced they're on the field after the game. Good for him. Go play for the Oregon Knights. And so you. then there was a kid from Corner Canyon mm-hmm. to... Uh, Texas, and Van Fillinger. Van Fillinger, yes. And your your wife teaches there, which is why you're so pro Chargers and just crazy over the top for Corner Canyon uh, and your guys. I, I've been there from day one with them. <laughs> okay, and so uh, now you're hearing maybe the Utes could be uh, flipping a recruit late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. So you're saying there's a chance to get this kid. That's so that's... to Curtis's point about help and recruiting. This recruiting class. Came the guys who are seniors now. They came in when they started their winning their nine and ten games. They got past the five and seven. Yeah, I don't think they need a help in recruiting though. Really, that sounds good. Uh huh. But it's the old Majerus line. We're still out here in the middle of nowhere, and so kids are going to be hesitant. I'm not so worried about the bump in recruiting because I don't know that that's going to be the case because. Uh, the Sewell kid makes his commitment when the Utes are ten and one, mm-hmm. nine and one. He can see it, he can breathe it just about every day, and he still decides to go be an Oregon Knight, right? So, are you really going to get that big of a bump? I don't think they need that big of a bump because they got master Italian talent evaluators who know what they're doing. They've proven it. So I don't see all of a sudden we're going to see Utah in the top 15 in recruiting, nor do I care when it comes to these recruiting rankings. I don't care about that. I'm going to have them off to the side tell me we expect a lot of player A, B, and C. And as long as they do that, they'll be in a great spot because they know how to develop. They know how to identify and develop. Those are proven facts. Yes, and I agree with all of that. And nonetheless, it's still good to be in a position to get not one Jalen Johnson, but get two or three of them. I don't think they'll ever get 20 of them. You're but right. But they didn't need. See, that's Jalen. I knew you were going to bring up Jalen Johnson. They Jalen Johnson did not come to Utah to go play in a Rose Bowl. He came to Utah because he knew that they developed defensive backs. And he knew that the, when his class, when he was signing, they were losing a bunch of guys. And so he could come in and start and have his three-year plan, which he has sp- 
spoken of. It's one of the greatest it's a underdeveloped great story. stories. Totally true. Is that I'm he said it from his freshman year. I'm going to come here. I'm going to play three years. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to go in the NFL. But he called his shot, yeah. and he's done nothing. And it is, you ask him about his social life. I don't have, have one. one. I'm here to play football. I'm here to go to school. Right. I'm here to go in the NFL. I got plenty of time for social life down the road. He did not choose Utah because it was on top of the world. No. He laid out a plan, and he's executing it. Spot on. But is there a receiver who thinks like he does who will come now that he's seen a they passing They don't need game? that. They don't need They're that. They're 10-1. No, they don't. And every they year don't. fan wants to be 11-0, so if you get more talent, <laughs> You're not going to awesome. be 11 No. Okay. They'll get the, it's not like they're not going to get talent. They're going to get the guys they get, and then they're going to coach them up, and they're going to put them in positions to succeed. And, yeah, they're going to – It's uh, on paper, on theory, I get it. It'll increase recruiting. I understand that. I'm not saying it won't. But it's not like they need a huge increase – and all of a sudden, they're going to get all these big, these dudes at the All-American Bowl. Yeah, Alabama, I got Alabama, <laughs> Oklahoma, and Clemson and Utah hats. And I'm going to Salt Lake City. Come on. <laughs> DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 12.80 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good. The Utah Jazz are back in action tonight. They face the Memphis Grizzlies. Game oh, tips cool. off at 6 p.m. Pre-game show starts at 5 right, o'clock right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. College basketball. 15th-ranked Utah State is at Moraga tonight to face St. Mary's. The game tips off at 9.30 on ESPNU. The Utes host UC Davis at the Huntsman Center tonight, 7 o'clock on the Pac-12 Networks. College football today, Virginia and Virginia Tech for the division title. The arch rivals battling for the right to play Clemson in the ACC title game. Game kicks off at 10 a.m. Bronco Mendenhall trying to win a ninth game with his Virginia Cavaliers, the newest Wahoo. Top of the wire brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save at Diamond Airport Parking. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? I hope everybody has a terrific Thanksgiving. You're going to be doing a lot of napping, it sounds like, to me. <laughs> Not true, man. Bean casserole is complex. I would love to see a Weaver Cooks-like video of Gordon <laughs> making the green bean casserole. Hello, Wildcats. Hello, Zone listeners. I wonder how much... This my... is Gordon Cooks. Uh, Lisa, just... what, oh. where's the microwave in here? I don't... <laughs> Do we have mixing bowls? <laughs> where are the mixing bowls? No, this no. ridiculous. <laughs> i got to write. <laughs> Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. His love for the game, I, I don't know that there's anyone that enjoys playing football more than him. And that that's kind of rubs off, kind of contagious on his teammates. And so when guys like him make a play, you see the bench get excited. And, and that quality that, that a player has that endear, endears himself to other teammates, I think is... Uh, very strong and important, and uh, he's one of those players. 
That's Sean Payton, Saints coach, talking about the former Cougar Taysom Hill who ran for a touchdown and caught a touchdown pass, and the Saints beat the Falcons and clinched the division title. Another 10-win season. The Saints, the Packers, the Niners. There's three division champs or teams on the way to division champs who look legit in the NFC. And if Green Bay or San Francisco doesn't get there, then that says a lot about Seattle and Minnesota. And then there'll be another team in the playoffs, PK, the NFC East champ. How underwhelmed were you watching Dallas lose to Buffalo, now 0-5 against teams with winning records? I was really surprised, especially after they come out and just move right down the field. I'm thinking, all right, so what were they, 6-5 uh, and five coming in? They'll go to 7-5, and five, be in a good spot as far as winning the division because it's a ske- weak division. Yeah, and a schedule down the stretch, it would get them to 10 yeah, wins. Yeah, and then, gosh, man, then that was pretty much it. They got a late score and all that stuff. But, yeah, but they were beaten by then. Uh, it was really surprising. All kinds of speculation about what Jerry Jones will do with the coaching position there. and well, I don't get why NFL coaches would fire guys midseason. At this point, ride it out. If you think you have to make a change afterwards, then make well, a change. Especially because you have an opportunity to still win the division. Yep. Yeah. I would certainly then wait and then obviously make a big money offer to Whittingham. <laughs> Uh, You may have been watching the NFL yesterday and missed the college football and the college basketball that ESPN was putting out there and some of the other uh, cable networks had as well. Mississippi, Mississippi State, to convert on 4th and 22 and drive the length of the field and uh, score the touchdown and make it a one-point game. And then the celebration, how unnecessary was that? What a way to lose a game. You go out there and crawl like a dog and lift the leg to make fun of the Bulldogs. 15-yard penalty and miss the extra long extra point and lose 21-20. That was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I don't know that that lost the game. The kid didn't make the point. But I blame it on the NFL. I mean, they just watch. They do what they watch on television. So that's what they let them do. But you know in the colleges, if you show any emotion once you get in the end zone, they're going to flag you. So that was ridiculous. There was no need for it. And I don't know that they would have won the game. Right, that only would have that tied would have sent it. it to overtime. Yeah. So in basketball, I watched. Uh, a Gonz- lot of, I did watched you watch the Gonzaga, did. Oregon, and the Arizona Pepperdine? A couple of I didn't watch Arizona Pepperdine. A couple no. of West Coast Conference Pac-12 games, and both went right down to the end. I did. Gonzaga. I was regional impressed. final, final four again. Are they elite, elite, they, best of the best? Uh, well, well, they're like seven, eight, no. Well, that was a nice win. It was one of these tournaments that they concocted over Thanksgiving. In Oregon, you know, undefeated themselves and have a loss now. But Gonzaga has a plethora of big guys. They always have three or four transfer dudes. It takes you a while to get used to them. So, yeah, I was impressed with them, and they escaped. That was a good, a good game to watch. I got into that game. Nico Mannion paces kid with a, uh, a buzzer beater to win it for uh, Arizona over Pepperdine, 93-91. Drove down there and threw it high off the glass and in at the they end. They played in slew of cream puffs, Arizona, and building their record. And I think Illinois is probably the best team that they played. And College hoops tonight. Utah State's going to St. Mary's, the 15th-ranked Aggies on the road. A quality opponent. A measuring stick. Yeah, I mean, you're 15th-ranked. You're expected to beat them. But, yeah, it's a good non-conference game. We talked a lot of college football this morning. BYU is going to San Diego State. Ryan Agnew may not play, and that's a team that scores less than 20 points a game. Well, anytime the great Ryan Agnew doesn't play, 
Brace yourself for a defensive struggle. I don't know how you're going to pull this out. I agree. I know. I mean, <laughs> trying to soften the blow. According to well, Rocky Long, he is. I don't care that much. But. Yeah, according to Rocky Long, he's officially going to be the emergency third string backup. They want to aggravate a calf injury. Yeah. Well, they got the big bowl game coming up. Yeah. <laughs> what? They don't have a big bowl game sure coming they up. They do. New Mexico Bowl. Not to them, it's big. So, that's what you qualify for. It's still big to you. Uh, so, I mean, so the, the down season, they win eight or nine games. That's not so bad. They are eight and three right now. Right. That's Hence, I said eight or nine games. Yep. They can, I guess they can get to ten if they win tomorrow and win a bowl game. That's even better. And the great thing about the New Mexico Bowl is they should be able to win that game. The lower the bowl, the crappier their opponent, better chance you have to win. The Aggies are on Facebook against a team that's looking for a new coach. Bob Davies out at New Mexico. Jay Hill, is the Mountain West going to look at the best of the big sky? Jay Hill, three straight conference titles. UNLV's got an opening. If I were Rocky Long, I'd go home. Yeah? Hang it up and let Jay Hill have the San Diego State job? Yeah, go coach at uh, New Mexico. Go back home. Oh, I see what you're saying. Go back home. Go home, yes. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Rocky's going to do that. Why not? He's from there, almost. He played there. Danny Gonzalez, the defensive coordinator at ASU, played at New Mexico, and he's from Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he has his uh, Hispanic last name there. And so they asked him, ASU Media, and he said, I learned from my mentors, Bronco Mendenhall and Rocky Long, that you always listen. I thought it was interesting that he named Bronco. But obviously he has a background with Bronco. I don't know that he played with him or coached with him or maybe even both. But sure, why, especially if you're a coordinator, why wouldn't you listen? And that's home. We talked to Utes this morning. Will you celebrate after this game or it's just a step in the process and the real party? Save that for Santa Clara a week from tonight, the Pac-12 title game with Oregon. Oh, yeah. I think you have a decent celebration. You have a decent goodbye. You don't go crazy, but you have a, a level of excitement, a level of accomplishment. And it is college, and we tend to play up that stuff more than at the pro level. You were just talking this morning about BYU winning two out of three in Maui. And uh, they talked afterwards about partying for 16 hours. And yeah. I think it was Dave Odom who said, Now remember you're Mormon. Yeah, it'll be alcohol free. We know how to do that. And, yeah. But the point was, it was a huge win or two huge wins out on the islands. They played three brand name programs. And that's what they've struggled against the last few years. And they got two of them. Yeah, I don't know that I would consider Virginia Tech a big brand name. Uh, but they were in the tournament last year, right? So celebrate. Yeah, you didn't win it, but, you know, you're. You, You'll get the best uh, non-conference acquisition, among the best anyway. I doubt any very many teams are going to be able to add a player of the caliber of Childs the way the Cougars are going to do on Wednesday when they play the Utes. So there's nothing wrong with that and feel good about yourselves. And the colleges, you know, if you get to the tournament, that that can be an accomplishment, depending on who you are. If you're Duke and you get to the tournament, obviously that's not. But BYU hasn't been, what, in four years? Yeah. So if you get to the tournament, you consider that, uh, particularly if you have a coach in his first year and had to put together a roster with some holdover dudes. Although, interestingly enough, 
I think one of the reasons why they're winning is one of the reasons that hurt Dave Rose. Because it seemed like every year they, had any, they didn't have any seniors. And this year they got a bunch of them. How about that? It's not a big surprise. You know, how is a, uh, a team like Stephen F. Austin able to beat a Duke team? Well, Duke is bringing in a slew of guys every year because they're a bunch of one-and-dones, and these other teams have been around because you're not leaving early and going to Stephen A. Smith's university uh, usually. So you can see how that happens. Uh, so BYU now has a bunch of seniors that they can count on, veteran dudes, and they're winning ball games. And then they'll get back their best senior here next week. I have a level of excitement and anticipation for them that they should be able to win their fair share of ball games going forward. We'll see if they can beat Gonzaga and see if they can beat St. Mary's because that's ultimately that's what it boils down to when we get to the Orleans Arena in the first week of March is can you beat those two teams? If you can, then you're in. All right, anything else we touched on today that you would like to share with the people? Why is it that when we go to a field reporter on television with the weather, he, he or she feels the need, slow down, be safe, be careful. Don't you think we already knew that? Do you ever see a news story in print at the end of it? Note to drivers, slow down, be careful. Why do they have to feel like they have to give us advice? Because there were 187 <laughs> but, slide-offs, and it was taking four hours for the UHP to catch up with all the But don't we know? Do we need the television people well, to tell us that? apparently not the 187 people who are in a ditch. But then it didn't work anyway. Well, uh, see, it could have been 387 <laughs> if they hadn't said something. <laughs> Why? I feel like it's a... It's a, a your newscasts are public service announcements. Well, in a way, they are. <laughs> And they get the stern look. And you need to take care. Be careful. Loved ones, hug your children when you get them. Life is mighty precious. Back to you. (laughs) Amen, brother. (laughs) Why do they do that in newspaper stories? (laughs) They just give you the weather. It's up to you to be careful. You good? Why do they do that? I don't don't understand that. Go ask one of the people who do it. But then you should be doing it all the time then. At the end of it, then it BYU beat San Diego. Ah, and the weather. Be, Be careful. careful. <laughs> We're really concerned about you. Please watch us. 97.5 <laughs> and 12.80 the zone. It's DJ and PK. That is all the stuff we have been talking about over the course of this show. And it is brought to you in part. It is brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. We'll come back with your feedback next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. It is time now for the feedback of the day. Brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. All right, PK. Yes. Uh, Sergeant Jazz says, uh, TV talks about being safe because Utah drivers suck all year round. You'd think it would be common knowledge by now, but we need a reminder in the bad weather. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, TV. (laughs) Slow down out there. Say your prayers before you go. Brush your teeth. (laughs) Where does it end, though? Never. It never ends, PK. (laughs) But, I mean, it should. They should end. Remember to brush your teeth before you go to take your medicine. Discard them appropriately. Jim Fossil, loyalist, I will die on this hill. The Pac-12 <laughs> is one of the strongest conferences top to bottom in college football, if not the strongest. You know who sucks? <laughs> the Jazz. And then he goes off on a whole rant about the Jazz. I-
I'm a Pac-12 homer, but I can't say it's Jim, the strongest. Jim Fossil Loyalist, I will die on this hill, all caps, at Jim Fossil era, says, at KUTV2 News, aren't you ever embarrassed by this guy? At Dave Fox 2, you have solid takes. Why can't your coworkers do the same? Oh, about you and me? Yeah, because I tweeted the you put it up on facebook and then i'll put it on my facebook page and out on my twitter i said will it be worth celebrating when utah wins the south or is it just a step in the process 95 that was a fair question i know and and a lot of you fans are ute in arizona every win deserves a celebration uh, to one degree or another yeah. i would agree with that utah pig bus tailgate says celebrate then next yeah, next is huge. So a lot of Ute fans are, oh, here's another one, uh, Justin B., Utes and Rams, says bigger fish to fry, so he's going to dial it down. He's not going to get too fired up. Okay. That, that, that's, it's up to you. You decide what you want to do. Right. And then there are people who are just uh, hate the question or hate us for any Well, because they think we're against them. Uh, no, my we are, goodness too. gracious. Yeah. I mean, on my last day, which is not going to be for years, I want to tell you <laughs> tell some, the truth. Yeah, some <laughs> behind-the-stuff scenes that you would just be stunned <laughs> if you knew. And then it would come together and think, oh, wait a second, if that's the type of thing that's going on, there's no way he hates those particular people. So I got an, another email from a Bronco fan who said, uh, and I was telling him, well, the Bronco ratings have fallen by about two-thirds. Channel 2's not showing the Broncos. He says, I don't believe it. It's fake news. Like, we can tell them anything, the truth, and then they just think that whatever they want to think. And So by you they, you're whatever. talking about Republicans? I'm talking about Bronco fans. Who are Republicans? I no, actually, Denver's gone purple towards blue now, so I don't know that. You don't have to just be in Denver, obviously, because we're not in Denver. True. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about this guy. It's all fake news, he says. Well, fake news. Anytime I hear fake news, I think of one particular person who sort of coined that phrase. Yes, you? but I think it's been widely adopted. It has, but I think the originator yes. is the president. Yes, I think you're right. Well, then buy the freaking ticket if you want to watch the Broncos. At this point, you know, they have reduction in rates as the season goes along, too. I don't know the answer to that. I think they do. Wouldn't surprise me. I've never purchased the NFL ticket. I don't have a team, so whatever games that are shown is good enough for me. Yeah, you're seeing uh, you're seeing six games a week without the ticket, so you're seeing most of the best time. And since I don't have a team, it doesn't matter. Right. You're if seeing, I had a team, that would be right. different. You see most of the best teams most of the time. Most Patriots games are on here. Most Packer games Although are on sister, here. Although my sister, who has Cardinal season tickets, she's asked me a couple times what I think of Kyler Murray. I said I've really only seen him play once. Arizona and Buffalo are the two teams that have not been on this market hardly at all. Well, they played the Niners in that Thursday game, and I did watch the, that and game. And I think they might have had one other TV game here. They're just they're not on very often. But you're right about that Niner game. All right, DJ and PK, uh, thanks to Murdoch Chevrolet for having us here. 2375 South, 625 West in Woods Cross. You can shop online anytime at MurdochChev.com. Murdoch, C-H-E-V dot com. November, their black tie sales event will continue today without us for the rest of the day. Murdoch Chevy's dressed up with the best deals of the year and ready to take you home today. 11000 off the 2019 Chevy Silverado. Take 15% off the MSRP, the 20 2020 Equinox LT and save 15% off MSRP of the 2019 Crew Cab Colorado LT. Murdoch Chevrolet, where customers truly are the heart of our business. Thanks to them for having us out here today. 
Enjoy all the sports this weekend. This is a big TV weekend. Plenty of games coming up today. Virginia and Virginia Tech in just a few minutes. Bronco trying to get to the ACC title game. Oh, yeah, I'm going to watch that game. We will talk to you after the Jazz tonight and the Utes and the Aggies tonight and all the college football tomorrow. We'll see you Sunday night on Talking Sports. I'm back here Monday morning at 6 a.m. on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.